Network.com and it is Go Yard and Go Yard means hitting a home run in life. And I gotta set my volume here because I'm blowing myself out right <laughs> Wow, I'm loud. All right. Uh, who are you anyway? I'm Dr. Angel. Yeah, we think you know that. Sometimes she's not sure who she is. Or sometimes I'm not sure who. I think it's you. You think it's me? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, we've got a very important show tonight, Dr. Angel. And do you know that the middle of September will be our seventh anniversary for this show? I know. It's like flown by. And on our very first anniversary, what did you do? <laughs> I didn't even make it till halfway through the show. I got yeah, stuck. Yeah, she it. got stuck. And it, was, it was just an excuse because you no. didn't know what to say that night. I got stuck in, there was an accident on US 19, so uh-huh. and it stopped. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to go take side roads. Got stuck all in that. Then I'm like, oh, I'll call in. And then it started pouring rain and I was in a convertible. Like none of it was working. And you had your top down. It didn't, but you can't hear in a convertible when it rains. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, uh, yeah, that, that first anniversary show was pretty interesting. So we will have a seventh anniversary show coming up. That's going to be exciting, middle of September. I hope you show up for that one. I will be here. You I only so? work a couple minutes down the road now. <laughs> yes, you do. So it makes it much more convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last year, 2020, um, we started, with, as COVID began to develop, we started we started doing shows about what was going on and it went on for like 20 weeks right because yes, I did. because the goal of this show is to be relevant yes right do you want to explain what that means well, doctor in the Angel? moment relevant what's going on in people's <laughs> worlds and lives right here right now today to today all right and so that's what we try to do and the show is a counseling life coaching show um and we try to just you know speak to the issues going on currently right so tonight we have decided to speak to vaccine hesitancy. What is it? Is it good or is it bad? Is it helpful or is it hurtful? Um, and what does it even mean, vaccine hesitancy? Would you define that, please? Oh, wow. I've she's, got a hum in here, uh, She's throwing Tommy. out a lot for a Thursday night and a tired brain. But, uh, well, we're yes. really just talking, yeah, the hesitancy of people not sure if they should get it, not get it. So they're kind of in this like waiting room phase for right. themselves um yeah. you know a lot of times these shows are built out of themes that we see this has definitely been a theme i've seen in the counseling room in the last few weeks a lot of people just feeling very anxious stressed over this decision and not sure what to do and almost paralyzed by it i think a lot of people last year uh, as bad as it was and the house quarantine and all that, there was a segment, obviously, of our society that the minute the vaccine was out, we were there to sure. get it. I was one of those because I got my first one in January, second one the first week of February. And so I was one of the first ones. And and I mean, I was there was no it wasn't any debate in my mind whatsoever if I was going to get it. I mean, in my age group, you know, being in my what? late 90s or whatever it is now, uh, I, I was like, I, I better do this, right? Sure. Yeah, right. And But I think that I have underestimated how many people would find it as important as I have. Sure. And I, I think... You know, I want to talk, we're going to talk about this from more of kind of a mental, medical health kind of perspective, but I can't, we can't leave this one point out that this was a highly politicized. Yes, it was. Um, pandemic and everything about it became highly politicized, which I think started some of that hesitancy 
and may still be driving some of it for some people. But at this point, that's not so much what I'm hearing from people in the counseling room. Now it's they don't know what to trust. Well, in a way that started, you know, politically right. with, uh, but okay, with all that said, we're not a political show and no. we're not, we're not doing that. However, this vaccine was ordered warp speed. Yes. In the previous administration. Sure. And they did a great job of getting this done in a record setting amount of time. But that very argument, even though they did, is used by a lot of people to say, I don't want a vaccine because it got done too quick. It was completed too quick. It wasn't fully approved by the FDA. It was emergency approval. Um, Those are some of those things that are fueling that hesitancy. Yeah, they really are. We're going to have some people call in. We, we already know a couple that are probably going to. And we're going to discuss what has driven this hesitancy. And we really want this show to be informative and to help people that may be sitting on the fence about what to do about sure. a vaccine. Sure. Um, and also, you know, just get some of their ideas. One of the people that's going to call in, I believe, is going to tell us why she was so hesitant for quite a while. So we'll see about that. Our number to call in is 727-441-3000. You can call in anytime, anybody that wants to tonight. Some nights we don't have call-ins, but tonight we want Want some opinions. Absolutely. We want some people to say why they've hesitated or why they're still hesitating. Um, and here's the thing, like the vac- I don't want to take the decision of getting a vaccine lightly. It's a personal medical decision. Right. And it is that. And there are some people who cannot take the vaccine uh, for various medical reasons or allergy reasons. And, you know, so there's some medical stuff that does need to be talked to with their medical provider who provides their treatment because they could have, you know, certain risks. And that's with any kind of medical procedure, right? So we do have that group of people. We do, yeah. Um, And so I just want to preface it. It is a personal medical choice, and I think it's really causing a lot of anxiety. Yeah, it's causing anxiety, but I also think it's causing some division with people. Division, um, fear. Yes, there's very strong opinions. Strong opinions. Um, both yeah. sides of the camp, yeah. um, kind of, so to speak. That's where that division kind of comes in. There's like these very two strong, you know, sides of the camp, and and I hear and they and I hear it. And when I'm hearing in one side, you know, the camp is a lot of there's been a lot of misinformation, and like yeah. I've, I, one of the things I've challenged people is have you have you looked have you looked at the research yourself? Have you looked at um, the medical um, associations and what they're saying? What are they recommending? Like, um, like I had a patient who has also has asthma and was concerned. I'm like, have you talked to your doctor? Have you looked at that? Sure, too? Absolutely. But they were just believing something somebody else told them. Oh, if you have asthma, oh, well, then and it can mess up your it. lungs for the rest of your life. Like they didn't have medical or data to substantiate that. And I'm like, we can't just take the, our neighbor's word or our friend's word on this type of medical decision. Okay. Yes. So does that makes sense. Exactly. Okay. It does. And I guess the begs the question, who is the authority that you trust you know sure uh because it should be your doctor you should be able to trust your medical professional that you know cares for you and checks you out frequently um vaccines are not a new thing and uh today when you this morning when you called and you said this is what i want to do on the show tonight um, I remember that I found this. I just made a copy of it instead of bringing the original because the originals is very old okay. of this document. All right. Very old. It's an old document. Uh, dates back to when I was born. So it's a very old document, Tommy. <laughs> so we I don't want it to crumble because it's at you least know how, 48 years old. We know that. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's at least that. <laughs> What, what's is that, that papyrus written on there? <laughs> yes, no, yes. They were stone tablets. That's why she stone, didn't bring it in. Stone tablets. It was hieroglyphics. Too, yeah, really hard to carry. And I was just afraid, you know, it's disintegrating, you know, as it is. So somebody's calling in. Oh, so that's good. Let's see if it's somebody. And then I will share this important document I have right here. If it's somebody that's calling in the show or if it's just calling somebody calling in to chat with Tommy. No, it's not. It's just talk to Tommy. So I will tell you this, okay? So you see this? I do. And it's in my mother's handwriting. And at the top, it's got my name, my my given name when I was born, and the date of my, which was August 2nd, in a particular year. 
I won't say what year that is. And then she's written here, illnesses and preventative measures. Hmm. And so she's got a list of the diseases that I had and a list of all the injections I had. I actually had vaccines. It's not a new thing. It's not a new thing. It's not a new thing. Uh, I had mild chicken pox, just for your info. I had three-day measles, mild. I had mumps, mild. Um, and with a date on when and which side of my jaw they were on. Isn't this? She was very good. That is very detailed. I'm impressed. I, I know. I, I, I would like, well, you can touch this one because it's copy. Okay. And the other one. So then she starts my injections, diphtheria, tetanus, whooping cough. Smallpox, and in, in the smallpox, she said, given three times and it never took. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> so I got to be careful there. Polio shots, first and second shots at school, third from this doctor, da-da-da. And it's detailed right yes. here. Yes. I've had vaccines. Yes. And I didn't have a say-so in it. Right. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I was a baby. Yes. I know. It's a long time ago that I was a baby. But but with that said, most of America has been vaccinated as a child, don't you think? A lot of people have. I mean, there there's a smaller subgroup of people who have not. Who have but you're not. right. Most people have been vaccinated from all, certain things. Yes, absolutely. And we're all still here. True. And, have you and ever heard health. of a death from a vaccine? Well, and... I, we don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know that, that don't medical know data. That. I'm not going to say there is or there isn't. But at the end of the day, we do know that vaccines save lives. Yes. Um, we do. I mean, there's been a lot of recordings of um, parents who chose not to vac- vaccinate their kid or a child who couldn't have a vaccine and was exposed to another non-vaccinated kid and ended up with and some then, of those diseases yes. that we could prevent through vaccines. Um, so they, we do know they save lives. Yes. That's the goal that. of a vaccine. I'm still here. You are? Yeah. And I've had. <laughs> You're not a ghost? <laughs> no. And I've had all of this list of things, you know. Plus, before we went to Central America when I was 10, uh, my parents were missionaries in the States. We had to get a ton of shots before we went. I mean, we couldn't even go. We couldn't even board the plane you, you, yes. without a passport and, and the list of these and all inoculations of the proof, to go into this country. And yes. all of the proof that these we had been inoculated with all these things, yellow fever, mm-hmm. malaria, you know, tetanus, uh, typhoid fever. Mm-hmm. And some of those made me sick as a little kid. I remember sure. they, you know, you didn't feel good for a day or two. But but that was a requirement to get in. Yet we have a segment of society right now that's really upset about anybody saying you have to get the vaccination true you're right yeah so i mean my point that i'm trying to make here is it's been going on forever and that's not a new thing to have this is not a new thing that we need vaccinations in order to go to school in order to get into college you know things like that sure travel whatever sure right absolutely not a new concept yeah And, and in fact i mean it and in the scope of our history, they're relatively a newer, you know, thing. And the, you know, that we had, we had so many people were dying in their twenties, thirties, forties from these horrible diseases that we can now prevent. Like smallpox is not even a risk anymore. I did not get a smallpox vaccine. Well, obviously, it was I had, not required. I had three takes, and it never took, according to my mother. So, you know, but but yeah. Sure. I mean, and I remember like when I was a kid, um, I mean, kids would get chicken pox and they'd miss like two weeks of school. So like everybody kind of wanted the chicken pox. By the way, I never (laughs) did get chicken pox. So I was not one of those lucky ones. But when my kids were little, they had a vaccine. And so none of my kids ever had, you know, peers out of school for two weeks with chicken pox. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because my mom even says, here's some of the things I did have, you know. So, I mean... (laughs) I guess my point I'm trying to make, Dr. Angel, is it seems like this whole topic of coronavirus vaccinations has become extremely politicized. It has. Um, I think there's a that is one of um, the things that is really driving some hesitancy. Right. Um, I think another one um, 
just to kind of throw a couple out there go so ahead, we can kind of ahead. break them apart. Sure. I think another one is is that um, there's a lack of trust in in the process of this vaccine, the speed. Yes, the speed. Yes. Um, the the approval process is was different for this one than previous vaccines. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think that leads this lack of confidence, right. maybe. And is it effective or what could happen? Like that fear of mm-hmm. is it going to work? One or could something bad happen if I do it too? Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Is it going to work? Yeah. So that's it, that distrust, though. Don't sure. you think too in the medical community, the CDC and the well, sure. FDA. And, and we know the process of getting medications and vaccines approved is a very long process when it happens without a worldwide pandemic. Um, but I think a lot of people really believe that coronavirus <clears throat> is a new disease. And it was interesting because I had to take a coronavirus class for my med- uh, for my license when I had to renew. That was one of my classes I had to take. And it's actually, we've known of coronavirus yes, since like the 1950s. For a long time. So for this, a long time. it's not... This outbreak is new. <clears throat> Sorry. The strand might be new, but it, in itself as a virus, we've known about this for a long, yes, we over have. 50 years. So, And they have been working, medical science has been working on that particular, whatever you want to call it. Was it the RNA strain or whatever sure, it is? for quite some time. For quite some time to develop in case this thing ever happened, right? Mm-hmm. There is that that is go- has been going on. Um and so, mm, so what makes it so hard for some people just to say, you know what, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of being careful. Well, I think when <clears throat> what happens with us psychologically when we're not sure what decision we want we should make, we just don't make a decision. Oh, that's but true. Lack of decision is still a decision, right? So, like, that's where I see a lot of people coming into my offices. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's right. You know, these people say to do it. These people say that all these all these points that we're going to talk about what um, people are talking about out there. And I don't know. I'm stuck. Like, right. I, I don't want to get this. I believe. I think in the beginning, a lot of people didn't believe it was a real virus. Really? Um, you think? Oh, that? I've heard that from so many people really? that it was, you know, something more politicized kind of stuff and they didn't believe the virus itself was real and i think at this point we all have known enough people who's had coronavirus that we do know it is a real virus that truly you do get sick from and everyone has a different degree of how it impacts their body and you never know until you get it you don't know how it's going to impact your body yeah because there is no set way for every single person we had young people in their 20s 30s healthy athletes dying from this like i mean we didn't we at first we thought oh as if you had and i think that is another thing of this hesitancy remember when this first started breaking everything we were talking about kept changing by the minute right that's why we had to do so many radio shows so many shows last year don't wear a mask they don't help you then do wear a mask and everybody has to wear a mask like there was all this information coming out so fast and we were so i think people just felt so confused and then they're like if that was confusing how do i trust this right so any of you want to call in and chat and tell us your process of how you came to to get the vaccine or or maybe not maybe sure. you're still one of those in the camp of no i i'm I just don't want to i want to i don't want to do that you know and we want to hear your story so um and tommy will patch you through to us when you do call in so that would be good so again he's getting calls but he's not getting calls for us right no yes yes it's a caller all right caller who are you caller i am caller betty Call, caller betty hi caller betty hi caller betty Call how are betty. you caller betty michigan yes in michigan so talk to us and you've been listening to the beginning part of the show what are your comments and are you impressed that i found my vaccination record from when i was born yeah, i you know i am so i am so glad because you know after the ten commandments i thought maybe you know the the stone tablets would go away but if your vaccination or records were there they're on stone tablets <laughs> you are just as bad as angel and tommy and i, I i'm very hurt but i'll get over it so let's I talk know. about you because you have not gotten the vaccine your situation is a little different yes um back in um 
early 2018, probably November of 18, maybe January of 19, I had a very serious, and I think you remember this, um, I had a severe cough, um, and I think I had COVID before it was actually identified as COVID with, you know, the the breathing problems and issues. Yep. so what I have what I have done for my own research, um, you know, I listen to both sides. Okay, uh, I am immune compromised. Right. Um, I am afraid to take the virus, take the vaccine. Um, I have talked to my physician about it, and okay. she has advised me that um, I may have to go on a um, um, immune suppressed drug, and I can't be vaccinated. Okay. And so I have decided that, um, you know, I have taken precautions. You know, I wear a mask when asked to. Uh, I don't like it, but I do it to protect others. Um, But I think that it's, again, it's people's choice of what, you know, if they want to get the vaccine or not. Right. Now, my all, all of my family... Uh, have been have been inoculated. Okay, uh, my husband and my daughter um, have all have all gotten the vaccine. And of course, they're you know they've not pushed me to get it. And I told them I, maybe after the FDA approval, possibly you know in Labor Day of this year, it may be approved by the FDA. I might consider it because I am coming to Florida, right? As y'all know, um, the end of September, first of October. We're glad you are. And but the thing that I've always been afraid to say anything is because people have, you know, they have their own opinions. Right. Of, and they and they can get that. pretty upset if their opinion is different than yours. Right. Oh, very much so. Very much so. And um, but I you know, if I come down uh, in September and October, I will I will wear a mask. And if I may be vaccinated. I may not. I just don't want people to um, look down on me. Sure, sure. Because I, I haven't gotten the vaccine. So, uh, but, you know, I, I'm glad that there are people that are getting the vaccine. Uh, they've not had any, you know, major complications. Um, and I'm glad that they are doing that. But I am, in fact, uh, I talked to my doctor today. I'm going to get antibody testing. Oh, good idea. I if I am um, if I am immune uh, to COVID, right? But now they've got the Delta and the Delta and the and the variant plus, um, so it's it's mutating. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, um, but it is. Um, it's a very serious. It's a very serious. Uh, uh, virus, very serious, and it we is. have to take it seriously. I believe we do, we do. I agree, and I, Betty, you made a lot of great points. A, I think your process of trying to make that decision was exactly what we were talking in the mm-hmm. in the top of the hour. It, it is a personal medical choice, and there are certain conditions that the risk outweighs the benefit, or sure. that you just cannot have have the vaccine. And I do agree with you. People should not be judging or looking at others in a negative light, no matter what their personal choice is, because people have to make have the freedom to make personal choices for themselves. Um, and I, you're there, there is that. I mean, this, like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a great division. So, um, you know, I follow the cruise line stuff very carefully, and they've just started cruising back in the U.S. And one cruise line is literally tagging vaccinated and unvaccinated people differently. And then they have places on the boat that vaccinated people can go to and unvaccinated people. And so it's causing even it's making it more abundant that like they're who's on which side of the camp. So it it stirs up a lot of feelings. And this is people just going on vacation. So right. like some cruise lines are like all vaccinated. Some are mixed. Some are you know, still figuring it out for themselves. But at the end of the day, people do have strong feelings and we don't get to judge others. We don't know what their personal health information is. Sure. No, we don't. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Okay. We got to get a break in here. Thank you, Betty, for calling in. And we're going to have another caller right after the break. Uh, And we appreciate your input and your, your facts there were really good. So we love you. We appreciate you. And you will be on the radio with me this Sunday afternoon on our three o'clock show right here. So, yes. So, uh, but evening ladies. Yeah. We'll talk later. All right. Let's go to break, Tommy. 
Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tantalk Radio Network. That would be good when we have no COVID whatsoever, right? Oh my goodness, yes. A bright, sunshiny day. Yes. Yeah, and and it. I mean, for I think for a lot of us, Doctor Angel, if you just joined us, we're talking about vaccine hesitancy tonight. Uh, we've got a caller, a very special person, calling in here in just about two minutes. Feel free to go ahead and call in. Special person, you know who you are. Your name is Candy, and um, and then I'll tell you who she is because she's very special. Yes. Okay. So, but why are we doing the show tonight? Let's just kind of if somebody just joined us. Well, we're doing the show because I think a lot of people are really struggling with it, uh, making the decision for themselves, um, unsure, um, not sure what information. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. There's a lot on social media. Um, It's coming from other people. Anytime you open this group discussion up in a group of people, you get a lot of different thoughts and opinions. And I think it's paralyzed a lot of people into, I don't know what to do. But they're also very anxious about these new variants and the yeah. new like we were kind of coming out of it right like life looked normal for what about six weeks two it did months? it did look normal for a short time and now and it's that not. kind of lulled everybody into I'm, like it's going to be okay it's going to be okay what's over we don't have to worry about it anymore but the truth is then here comes the variants which they did tell us and warn us of those things that could happen that could happen and, and we got a caller we got a caller go do ahead. we have our special caller Hello. Yes, we do. So, what's your name, caller? My name is Candy McAllister. Oh, Candy McAllister. I don't know if you know this, but that's my name. My last name is McAllister. It. What is the? What's our correlation here, Candy McAllister? 
Well, you raised the man of my dreams. Aww. I married him about eight years ago. Uh-huh. Yes, and my, now you're my wonderful mother-in-law. Oh, I'm glad you added wonderful mother-in-law <laughs> because, you know, most people, when they talk about their mother-in-law, they don't put the adjective wonderful. That they, is very true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know, but I made you do that. I, what, I paid you five bucks to say that? Is that what? Oh, yeah, you still owe me. I still. <laughs> okay, Candy, I appreciate you. We were, because we've been discussing this in our home, because you and my son Mark and the two little babies, uh, Joel and Reese, have been here this summer living close to me while your new home is being built in Myrtle Beach. And so we've had these discussions quite a bit, haven't we, Candy? And you want to talk a little bit about your history here with your mom, your grandmother, et cetera? Go ahead. You are on the air. Okay. So I think my hesitancy with getting the vaccination was Mark and I weren't sure if we were done having kids. Okay. And a lot of people had told me, oh, you shouldn't get it. If you're, you know, plan on getting kids, you don't know what kind of, you know, side effects I could possibly have. There hasn't been enough research and it just caused like a lot of hesitancy on my part. And my mom also... She believes that she had COVID. I'm pretty sure she had COVID um, last year. Yeah. She thought, well, I don't need to get the vaccination because I've already had it. I'm sure I have the antibodies and I don't need to worry about it. And then, um, you know, my grandmother, who's elderly, kind of just follows what my mom and I decide to do. And so she just felt like, well, I don't want to get it either. And I think what changed my mind is, first of all, there has been research done and um, you don't, even if I decided that I wasn't done having kids, there shouldn't be um, any fear associated right. with that. Right. Um, there's been enough research with vaccinations in the past that things, and I'm obviously I'm not a doctor, but I'm just speaking with the research that I found and what I've talked about with, um, you know, just people in my just social group. Right. Is that, you know, with vaccines in general, it's been noted for years that, Anything in your system doesn't last forever, and your body knows how to, just like we vaccinate our young kids at a very young age, to help them. Right. Um, so I decided that it was in my best interest to go ahead and get the vaccine. And also with the Delta variant, I've lost my best friend in um, high school and middle school growing up. Her dad passed away. and Just last week, right? Just last week. And he was just a picture of health. He was a coach, always in great shape, and um, decided with his belief that he wasn't going to get vaccinated. And then this Delta variant variant hit, and he was in the hospital and passed away within days. It was just shocking. And um, and then just with what I've heard, that we have to we have to get rid of this for our kids' sake. Because even if all of us have the quote unquote herd immunity and we just go past it, well, it's a, still a virus. Like it has, it knows how to morph and to get smarter, actually. Yeah. And it, it does attack our children. And that's just terrifying to me. Like their little bodies, we don't know what, we know what vaccinations do because our kids get vaccinated anyway. We don't know what this virus, what kind of damage it could do to our these little babies and these young kids who are still developing. You are so right. What could it do to their respiratory system? Um, again, I'm not a doctor, but all of these alarming statistics and what doctors, what real doctors are saying right. is shocking. So it's changed my mind and... I got my vaccination. It changed my mom's mind because she, you know, saw my friend's father pass away. And also, you know, her first love, which was not my dad, <laughs> but <laughs> someone that she dated before my dad. Also, this Delta variant came in and he was hospitalized within days. And now he's having liver failure. Oh. And it's, again, someone who you would think or who I'm sure thought, like, this could never touch me. I'm sure that the COVID, if I get it. I might lose my sense of smell. I might be sick for a few days, but it's nothing that I have to worry about. And obviously he does have to worry about it. And his family has to worry about it now. Yes. And he he was one that was not vaccinated too, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yes. 
So what would you thank you so much for making all those points? And, and Jill, do you have a question for Candy? No, I do. She made a lot of great points. And I do run it, recommend, I did hear that it is recommended for pregnant expectant mothers it is, to get to vaccinated get it. at this point. I heard point. that this morning. Yes. She's not pregnant. We I know think. that. But that not even just women of childbearing age, right. but also they're giving it, you know, you can get it pregnant. So if I got pregnant. It, if it, you get pregnant, I should be okay. Good. All right. Candy, that's good to know, don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she brings lots of great points, and you and I think that the fear of this Delta virus—I mean, the Delta—it's the, getting worse. Like you know, you're right. In the beginning, a lot of times when we knew someone who was getting it, a lot of people it was oh losing their sense of taste or their sense of smell, feeling a little under the weather. But now it's the the risk is growing with the time, and the more it you know, it changes and morphs forms and it's getting stronger and more aggressive. It really is. And, you know, some of us are in environments where there might be several people there that are not vaccinated and we need to take precautions. Um, Candy, do you have anything else to add or any questions or anything? And um, thank you for giving me my two wonderful great grandbabies, not great grandbabies. They're my grandbabies, Joel and Reese. And, um, Joel is able to play multiple games of Uno with us, isn't he? Like maybe yeah. 25 games in a row, doesn't matter. <laughs> Not, that's a slight exaggeration, but we have been playing a lot of Uno, haven't we? Yes, we have. With this four-year-old, yes. No, is there anything you'd like to add, Candy? Because this, this is what we wanted to hear. We wanted to hear somebody who had the vaccine hesitancy and who has worked through it. And I believe that's what you're telling us, so... Yes, I just, I appreciate what you both are doing and what you're talking about. And I think that it's okay to tell people that you can change your mind. Yes. You know, you can totally, you could have started out saying, I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm going to be fine. My family's going to be fine. And it's okay to change your mind and say, you know, I think I'm going to do it. Right. And I think that's like a very, you can, you can take control back. Yes. You can just go get it done and protect the people that you love and yourself. That's exactly right. And you know, you're actually very good on the radio, so you need to come in here before you move. You need to come in here one night and do the show with Angel and I. Would you consider doing that? (laughs) And we can bring the boys and let Tommy babysit. (laughs) Because he loves four-year-olds and 18-month-olds. Right, Tommy? Yeah. Yes, I would consider that. He would consider it. He'd pray about it. So, no, Candy, would you do that before you move? Yes, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) That's the right answer. Hey, thanks for calling in, my sweet daughter-in-law. I love you so much. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Um, So, and if any of the others are standing in line that want to call in and express your opinion, go right ahead. Tommy will answer the phone. Um. So I think she made up several good points. One thing that struck me was a lot of people didn't think it was a risk. Correct. Correct. Right? They, they, I mean, I cannot tell, you know, one thing about (laughs) what I do for a living, like people uh, really come in and I've heard all kinds of stuff through this whole process in the counseling room and I've had a lot of stuff to kind of take in about where people were feeling, how it was impacting them. And most people believed this disease would be gone once the election was over. Oh, totally. I had people tell me that all the time. November 4th, there won't be Whatever any. that, yep, there, yeah. it's going to be gone and it won't be a problem. I had people in our church say, don't worry about it, November 4th, it's over. Sure. And as, think, as if it were politically engineered. True, and I think there was a lot of... I. I a lot of those types of beliefs out yeah, there. I, think I there mean, were. I think there's where we're talking about those. It was politicized, but there's also a lot of conspiracy beliefs, and they were spreading like wildfire. I mean, I was reading a statistic on how quick uh, false stuff spreads on social media. You, it just it floors you. It's so fast. Yeah, yeah. It's like a fire. Starts it, it is really like gone. a fire. Yeah, it really is. And uh, when we get most of our information from social media or from talking to people and not looking at the data, the research, the medical associations, our doctors, like that's a problem. We need to get that information from the sources who have true and accurate information. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and and the other the other thing that's really thrown a, a wrench in this thing is the variance. And, and last year when it all began, uh, yeah, we were quarantined a lot of times indoors and all that. But we're seeing people die now, or they are. 
at, a, at an alarming rate in the hospitals, but they're also, and I heard this statistic today on, on TV, I'll just tell you that, uh, that 97% of the ones that are dying right now have not had vaccines. That the that the high it's a very high rate of those. These are it's the non-vaccinated people who are getting in the hospitals and who are getting so sick and some dying. Not sure. all, but I mean a few dying. Sure. But last week when when Candy got that phone call, you know, and found out that you know both those one had died and one was extremely ill. Friends, there, it, it sparked this conversation quite a bit in our home. Sure, and and, and for some people, like when it hits home, that really shows. Oh my goodness, like this is in our this is real. This is in our yard. This can have really big impact in our oh, life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it can. Um so then let's go back to the point about people not having confidence in the research. What do you say to that? Okay, well, I mean, you got to look at your sources. So I'm a research, you know, yes. I'm going to put on my, you know, doctor hat PhD, for just a second. PhD, licensed mental so health counselor. I am definitely, um, I, I look, tell them to look at the quality of the research, who's doing the research. It's really important to know who's behind the research, what's the purpose of the research, because you can weed out biases in research because people, you know, research can be faulty and we all know that there's such a thing. Look for research that's peer reviewed. That's a gold standard of research. Peer reviewed. So look in established medical and journals like you. Google has a Google Scholar where you could actually access high quality research. Google Scholar? Google Scholar, yeah. They have a whole search engine <laughs> called Google Scholar. Okay. And you can access higher quality research when you're looking at topics, not okay. Newsweek and Time Magazine and these things. We're, we're, not, we're not talking about Fox News and CNN. We're talking about like journals from the medical associations, from the Obstrat. I'm not even going to say the word right, but all the different medical associations of what the, you know, what their opinions are and what this research is. What is the Diabetes Association saying? Like, because there are a lot of people who do have underlying health conditions who may feel like the, this vaccine could have a risk, but they don't know. Right, right. So what do you say to the people who have gotten their info from Facebook, let's say, and um, they have said, well, there's not been enough research, it was too quick. Let's go back to that point, because you have an answer for that. Well, I do, because the, the point is, we have known of coronavirus, like it's been on the Lysol cans for a very long period of time. They didn't just start putting it on there in 2020 when this outbreak happened. Oh, would you make that point again? Because it has been known about for, yes. for a long time. And there have been people working on vaccines for quite a while. And there have been threats that someday something might break through. Sure. And they have been working on utilizing the technology. And so it wasn't what it was at 12, 14, whatever the months was that it took for them to, to get this vaccine out. It wasn't just that small period of time no um there has been a lot of back stuff happening in science to prepare for, for years this, for years so that's what i i say to that is and look at the information when i tell people say oh there's not much research how do you know did you look right no because they just heard just that hearing from someone else, say, oh, else. they did this in, in 10 months 12 months whatever it was oh it can't be good or oh, we got emergency approval it didn't go through the full fda process there are vaccines that have been going through the full fda process of course we had to get an emergency uh thing out there because we needed to save people's lives yeah but now there are there is that process happening for other vaccine companies and so and they are going through that process so just because it was pushed through more quickly to get it and to help people because we went on greater good versus risk, right? Um, to get it out there, the science was solid. It was, yeah, yeah. And so this, somebody says, well, it hasn't been tested enough, and so I'm afraid there's, I've even heard people say, I think there's a little uh, chip in the vaccine that will cause them to be able to track me everywhere yes, I go. That. I mean, people uh, talk about ludicrous. I've Your that. phone tracks you everywhere you go. That is very true. <laughs> Your phone tracks you everywhere you go, yes. right? And so, you know, don't even think that because that that's ridiculous. I mean. Sure. And that's part of those conspiracy theories that have yeah. kind of come in through all of this. And, and there's a lot of things that um, people are fearing, but they're not looking to see, are, are these fears even real or valid? Is there, you know, um, yeah, they just, they're putting out, like I said, that false stuff goes out so fast and it spreads like wildfire. Okay, so 
it spreads like wildfire because people are prone to fear. To drama and fear. We know that. Drama but why do you think the fear. news and all TV shows go in drama and fear? It of is, course. It, it sells. It works. It sells. It works. People are interested. They want to see, oh my gosh, that's a horrible thing that's happening to that person. Oh my gosh, how are they, you know, what's, what are they going to do to get out of that? That's what shows, a lot of shows are made up of. Absolutely. Would you really turn on the news if they were telling you, well, all the parties have worked together and passed this initiative that's going to help school reform and, and everyone's <laughs> been doing this lovely and people donated to build houses for these people who lost. Like, would if you even turn on the news? news? We wouldn't turn it on because it's drama. <laughs> You're right. And though, negativity. Seriously. Like, it's seriously. It's drama and negativity. And guys, negativity and fear sells. People, it sure does. People, and it, it just, it grows. It and just, it's addicting. It doesn't just sell. It's so addicting. I literally had um, someone in my office this week that was talking about how their spouse literally cannot turn off news. Period. 24 7. It's addicting. It is addicting. They're afraid if they walk away, they'll miss finding out something important. Yeah. It is very it's sad. addicting. That's sad. It, yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think that problem has been rampant in our nation for a while. Sure. Know? And but we have but we have to look at that. Like that's why it's sensationalized. Why? Because that's what human mind is prone to want to focus on. And so we need to go look for the evidence. Like I am I'm a researcher at heart. So evidence is really important to me. Look at the evidence. Don't just say, oh, it's not been researched. How do you know? Go look it up. Go see what the journals are saying. What did the research look like? At that, and I would say definitely, Betty made this point. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Your doctors have nothing to gain but to help you have the best health they're, experience they're not, you can. They're not. Uh, the hypocritical. Hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of it? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. The oath. Yeah, the Hippocratic oath. Hippocratic, not hypocritical oath. But the Hippocratic oath. I don't know. She might have taken the Hypocritical oath. I, I may have. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it's it's about doing the best. Do, no, Do harm. no harm. Do no harm. So you can trust. And if you can't trust your doctor, get a new doctor. But Well, yeah, that's true. Your doctor knows what medical science says about this topic. And your doctor knows your medical history. And your medical history. And And that's why Betty is doing right by going to her doctor and saying, hey, I know I'm immunocompromised. Right, and making that decision with her doctor. That's the way to make some of those decisions when we're not sure. Exactly right. Not, you know, on social media. The decision isn't to be made in the bar room or talking to groups of people. And that's what's happening is all a lot of people are talking to other people. Oh, well, my neighbor said, well, you shouldn't do it because X, Y, Z. And there's been we could have a show for probably days straight of just all the reasons people have given in these yeah. Um, well, not and, to do and it one that can't, the- Candy brought up was maybe have another baby. I guess they've decided maybe not, but it, whichever. Now, medical science is saying, and I heard it today, it yep. has, it's not going to affect a pregnant woman at all. In fact, the, recommending they, for they them said to get pregnant it. women, go get your vaccine. You yes. don't want to. You don't want to take a chance of your you getting super sure, and I and, can see the delay with approving for pre- pregnant women because it's a, an at risk population. So they had to look at the science, right? Like right. they're looking at the science. This isn't, you know, they're not trying to track you or do something. I had someone who thought that if they uh, get the vaccine, it was it. It was a way to kind of kill people out earlier in life. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, population control was what oh, they were thinking gosh. with it. Yeah. But but th- these are the things people are hearing from all kinds of people. And yep. they're paralyzed into how do I make a decision? I think this has been a very helpful show. I hope it has to our audience. Um, we always want to hear from you, if at all possible. Uh, would you sum up? you got about three minutes. Oh, my goodness. We've um, covered an awful lot tonight. I will sum up. I will sum up, A, that when it comes to making any medical decision, do it in the scope of with medical professionals and not your neighbors, not your friends, not talk to your medical professionals. Exactly. If you're not sure what's what's what or what to think or what to believe, look it up. Go to Google Scholar. Look at the medical journal. See what the research says. Mm-hmm. Uh, look it for yourself. Don't trust somebody else's interpretation of what is or isn't out there. Right. Like, we can't get lazy with this type of decision. Well, this is an extremely important decision. It's probably, it could be a life or death decision. Sure. And we, and could I, be. And I want to end with saying, 
let's not judge other people for whatever their decision is. Right. That's not that's their personal decision and, and I don't think we need to shame people or judge people for what how what decision they do make. Yeah, that's very good. But lack of a decision is still a decision. Well, I and I wanted to make a point back with what my daughter in law said about her mother and then grandmother, nanny. Mm-hmm. And that nanny would follow suit. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, very important. Nanny's 85, 88. I don't know what she is, but, you know, she is up there in age, a little older than me, just by the way. And um, I know you don't think that, but yeah. And she is. And um, that right there was the fact that Nanny's now willing to do that because they did it. Right. And that's a, that's a thing with a lot of people. Like once somebody that they know and trust make that decision, right. then I'm willing to do that because I trust you and I'm going to. Right. Well, I heard them say on TV today, um, again, I've heard this three or four times this week, pastors step up across the nation. And I thought, that's interesting because they said, most of you are probably going to be trusted by your congregation. And at least encourage them to get the vaccine. So, I mean, I think we've done our part tonight. For my congregation, I think most of them are vaccinated already. But I think it's important that that we say you need this unless there's some medical reason why you can't get it. Sure. Right. And and to and just to take a look at it. Stop believing everything you hear, everything you read, everything you see through social media through news outlets like really look at things for yourself make an informed decision informed decisions are always not an emotional decision and i think that's the key here that and following your little gang that says don't you dare get that vaccination i've been told that by a family member don't you dare do that and when i went and did it i got a call did you do it yeah oh my gosh i'm so upset that you did it yeah i'm so afraid for you Oh, come on, people. No, that's ignorance. So, yeah, we need to make informed decisions. We do. We definitely do. Wow, it's been good. There's been a lot we've been talking about a lot. Sure. So did you have anything else you'd like to sum up? No, I I don't. But I understand that this topic is causing a lot of fear and anxiety and uncertainty in people. It is. And we need to talk about it. And we need to talk about it in a forum that's productive. Absolutely. So we don't know what we'll talk about next week, but I'm sure it'll be something that will help you. That's always the goal of Go Yard. You can go to YouTube. Go to Tan Talk Radio slash put the name of this show go yard and the date and you can go back and catch other shows god bless every one of you and we're so glad you've joined us tonight and please make informed decision and if at all possible get your shot and uh dr angel that's who you are right i'm dr angel i didn't recognize you and mama mac and and this has been go yard see you next week good night WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.